You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 49. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. And there's still some very big names on the board. There's some huge names on the board. Huge. The biggest names. <laughs> the biggest names. The biggest names you'll ever see. Derek and Steve present NBA storylines. Uh, I see you wrote here. Are there any? That's a good question. I'm going to go ahead and rate it, Derek. Are you okay rate, with that? Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. 59%. 59? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give it a 65. That's not even that much higher than 59. I don't know why you freaked out. Finding Dory gets 81 Murphy's mashed potatoes. Whoa. Yeah. Live rating. Live rating. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 49 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? Derek, not much is going on right now. We are officially one episode away from episode 50. That's we where we are. We're, we've been talking about this for we months. We have so not planned very well for no, it. No, not at all. Because we, we started talking about it about how long ago? Five weeks ago? Probably Six. five weeks ago. It only yeah. gave us five weeks to prepare. Yeah, and we were like, five weeks, that's so long to prepare. Now no, we have fine. nothing no, done. We have, no, no, we have nothing done. Um, but it still, it still should be fun. A few people did help out with sound clips. That's a few huge. people actually did send in some timestamps. I have some that us. I didn't put down but, yet, too. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> but there's 49 episodes to go through, so we're probably not going to go through them all. Ah, oh, we blew but, it. But but we can we can still try to get the best clips. Yeah, and, and there's always episode 100. And there's always episode <laughs> There's always episode 100 that we can target for our next big uh, celebration. Yeah. So uh, there's that. There's You're that. You're listening to episode 49. What we have for you today, uh, we're a little bit crammed today like we were last week. So we've been kind of tight schedule for two weeks. Yeah. In a row. Well, we've got the national championship to compete with today. Yeah. Um, which is tough. And we don't want, we kind of are in a bad spot because we can't really talk about it because yeah. it's going to be over by the time you listen same, to this. Same so, thing happened last year. So we'll breeze through that, and we, we want to watch it too. So we don't have a, a guest today for Know Your Tens or Who Did It. Uh, we will have one for Sunday, uh, or actually next next yeah. week. We might we might yeah. do on Sunday depending on what day works. Yeah, you'll, you'll get some info from us there. Yeah, you'll get a you'll get a guest next week, and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, this week we're going to cruise through and, and have a good time. What do yeah. you think, Derek? I think that we should cruise through and have a good time. All right, let's kick it off. All right, so we start with the BC update as usual. So... Uh, what's going on in the BC world? BC earns a three to one win over Providence at Frozen Fenway. Uh, we talked about Frozen Fenway for a little while, pitched it as a cool event, which it is. It um, is a cool event. But this weekend was not the best for that. It um, was too frozen <laughs> for Frozen Fenway. It was too frozen. Yeah, uh, they had to move it. Saturday, they, the game was scheduled for Saturday. It was a doubleheader with BU's game uh, being at one thirty, and then the BC Providence game being at five o'clock in the afternoon. And so. I originally had tickets to that game. Murph, who was obviously the first person who logged into Instagram Live, Murph <laughs> also had tickets to that game. Um, and so uh, we weren't able to go on Saturday. Uh, it got postponed to Sunday, which then conflicted with some of the what we hoped would be better NFL football games and also was frigid cold. Um, so we didn't end up going to BC uh, Providence Frozen from away, but BC earns a 3-1 to win. Uh, over the Friars, they're a top ten team. I haven't watched. Providence is terrible. Providence. Uh, well, I'm saying that because I know oh. people who went to Providence. Okay, okay. I don't know if they're good at hockey. Providence or not. is good at hockey now. Yeah. Providence actually was have been national contenders the last couple of years. I don't know how well they're doing this year, but I know that they're a good program now. BC though is is in the top ten. Uh, they're I think they were number eight going into this weekend. Again, we haven't followed BC hockey as much as we would like to. I think, um, but you know, nonetheless, they obviously got a big win over Providence. 
I did hear that the conditions were terrible by the time five o'clock. I mean, what you know, are you going to do? Third there, period rolled around. Yeah, it's there like, was over a foot of snow over over yeah. the evening. Like it, it, it's that's the the drawback to outdoor hockey yeah, is that you have to compete that. with the outdoors. Yeah, um, and it's, it's especially when they're playing like a double header yeah, like that. And even know? what what you think would be ideal conditions would be like yeah. freezing cold snow. It can yeah. It ru- it could it can ruin it. It can be too cold for the conditions to be. You know, the ice can get really choppy and like little divots in the ice can get much more you know noticeable I also when it's that I also cold. heard that the winter classic this year was bad was. conditions there was it rain was I think super during. foggy and rainy and it was like sloshing the puck through puddles is what yeah. I heard so yeah. I mean I love outdoor hockey I'll, I'll never want it to go away but I don't think it's going to be more than once a year type event yeah I, I agree and so uh, it is cool it's it's it, it will continue to be once a year but it's not going to pick up any traction as you know more of a mainstream thing where it's happening more than that kind of marquee event each year yeah. uh, at the NHL level and the college level so so moving from hot we actually today is the first time ever I think we have hockey football and basketball yeah, all on the, the list trifecta um, I'll let you handle this because Harold Landry's your boy yeah you, you've been following him for a long so, time so Harold Landry, uh, those of you guys who are following BC football, uh, obviously know that Harold Landry is is the stud of this BC defense. Uh, this this year, he led the NCAA in sacks and forced fumbles at the defensive end position. And as recently as this morning, the Yahoo uh, uh, NFL mock drafts were coming out, and Harold Landry they had going twenty six to the Green Bay Packers, twenty six overall in the first round. Um, so. For me, as soon as I read that, I, I considered that a death sentence to his chances of staying at BC for next year. Lo and behold, a few hours later, all the BC uh, ESPN reporters are saying, sources are telling them that Harold Landry is coming back for his senior year at BC. That's going to be now, an awesome announcement letter. Will, w- however he presents it, it's going to be awesome. It w- he's it, a, it will he's be. a fiery dude. I'm curious if he get if he's so you know he just got a first round grade in a mock draft. I'm curious if he has the pull to have that something like that on the Players Tribune. What do you think? Oh, I doubt it. Because the, the, the Players Tribune has done a lot more college football stuff lately that I've seen. Do you think there's anyone who would have been drafted in front of him that's going to stay? Uh, good question. I don't know. That's actually a great question. I don't question. think he's got the national. I, I don't, don't think, think him or BC uh, has a national recognition right now. I don't think so either. I think he has the pull doing this, being a first round draft pick, to get some good recruits in. Absolutely. As I mean, if you're a first round draft pick, saying I'm staying because I want this program to be good. Yeah. And, and so, and that's what it leads me to is that that's the only reason someone like that does stay. Is that if, is if they have confidence in that happening? Now, do we have like what are we supposed to think right now? Because I thought we just had one of the worst seasons I've ever watched <laughs> in my life. So it, it was a good close to the season. I'll say that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and so that's what you got to hang your hat on. And obviously, that's what this kid's hanging his hat on. <laughs> I mean, so he's again, hanging a lot more than his hat uh, on this. He's yeah. hanging millions of dollars it, on it. Probably. Exactly. And so and so again, I am notoriously optimistic about BC football, uh, and I think to to an extent you are too. I'm I'm actually more you know, of a pessimist, but only because. But, I think you and and our other roommate get a little too optimistic. Oh, I so totally I want to be somewhere do. in the middle. I totally do, and, and and I'll be the first to admit that I get too optimistic about BC football. But this is a huge deal. Uh, like th- yeah, this is this a, is, a, this big is deal. a player passing up millions of dollars for what I thought was a bad coach and a bad team, and some and you know at, at the end of the uh, at the end of the oh my dad's asking how the headset is. The headset's working well. <laughs> yeah. um, so at the end of the uh, season, you know. You sit here and you're thinking that it's a failure, but in the interview at the end of, of uh, that last game, Harold Landry is out there saying how much he loves Steve Adazio, and I'm sitting there pounding my head saying, what the heck are you doing? So the thing is, but he, now he's coming back. He needs to be, and I don't know why he wasn't, the poster child of BC football right now. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I don't really know who was. We didn't really have, didn't one, this have one this year. Maybe yeah. Jeff Jeff Smith should have, could have yeah. been, should have, could have been. We don't really have anybody. Yeah. And I don't know why BC's not pushing these star players when we have them, but, but Harold Landry needs to be like, look... We had 
a stud. Like I didn't know he led the ACC in sacks till you just said it. The NCAA. The NCAA. Yeah. 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 So wh- why isn't BC saying like, hey, by the way, we have one of the best players in the yeah. country playing on our team. Yeah. This is what he looks like. And he's staying. And the thing is, they did that in the past with with some of their best players, yeah. like Andre Williams. They like, I mean, yeah. I know I know he was in a Heisman race versus just like being a defensive end. But Still. I mean, it's yeah, I, I completely it, agree. Even like Connor Strahan, like yeah. he's going to be it's a good. very good yeah. player, and people need to know about him. And unless the school participates in getting them, the, like raising their popularity, yeah, instead of just defending their six and seven and six season, yeah, I mean, you yeah. got to get the fans back invested because there have been no students yeah. in the student section. Absolutely, and so. You know, when it comes down to it, all around in that Maryland game, a great performance by the defensive line in particular. Unbelievable. The defense itself gave up a ton of big plays, like we said. So you still need secondary help here. You got to get that together. But again, just just taking this news on its on its face value, Harold Landry coming back is big BC not news. an exaggeration. That's a huge deal because you're this is a guy that, as recently as today, like I said, is getting first round grades. So that's you know you can see someone going back to school if they're thinking they might be a third or fourth round pick. When you're getting first round mock drafts, that's a big deal to pass that up to go one more year. So um, it's risky too. It's very risky because I mean it, he's going to get a Boston College education, especially is what he's at, get. yeah. Well, so right. it's not that risky. It's it's not that risky, but it is still there's an injury risk, and also there's at the defensive end position. If you go out there and you get double teamed every week and you're not getting sacks, you know he gets double teamed a lot and still gets sacks. But all it takes is for the rest of your defensive line, for instance, to not get any pressure. Yeah. If every team can double team you now, if Landry comes out and has half as many sacks le- next year, he's not a first round pick. So mm-hmm. uh, it is a risk for Harold Landry, but a great a great outcome for BC because it's it's really just huge news for them um, going there. So. That does BC football. And then last BC topic is BC basketball, which plays, uh, granted, a very good Duke team. Um, one of the best teams in the country, loaded with NBA talent. Um, they play them, quote-unquote, well. The, quote unquote uh, the well. second so half was phenomenal they, for BC. If, if they were to play, so the first half was terrible. Horrible. Uh, 17 turnovers or something like 17 that. 17 turnovers. Something incredibly bad. Yeah. Um, but an awesome second half. So I think, and... Follow me here. I think that this team, we've talked about it a bunch, is young, obviously. They're, they're a young team, and they're good. They have good runs and bad runs. They play really well, but they play really stupid sometimes. Yeah. Hopefully, it's it's been going game to game. Maybe it's starting to go half to half, and then, like, few possession to possession, yeah. and then by that t- by in, like, a few weeks, we're just good. <laughs> yeah. So, no, because it, yeah, as true. of recently, it's it true. seems like we've yeah. at least become a better basketball team. We were losing to... Nichols State and, yeah. and Fairfield. Yeah. Now we're within single six, digits, six yeah. points of, of Duke in with five minutes left in the second half. Yeah. So I think after being down twenty five points, right? That's the key. Is so I think we've got something there. It's just I mean I don't watch enough BC basketball it, to be yeah. able to pinpoint what it is, but it's easy to say they're young and this is the mis- these are the mistakes they're making. Yeah. So if we blame it on that, we might have a good fo- yeah. a good basketball team. Yeah, and, and so and you know we always joke about the Steve Adazio being young excuse. Um, the basketball team has a legitimate claim to yeah. it. During the Duke game, actually, on the broadcast, the announcer said a stat. I'm not sure if you were in the room at the time when he said it, but a stat that it was actually pretty unbelievable to me was that uh, um, Garland Owens, who's a senior on the BC basketball team, was the only player on the roster that has played a game in Duke's arena before wow. before that game on Saturday. And that's a very, very aggressive place to play. Basketball. Exactly. Maybe the most and aggressive. Maybe right. the hardest venue in all of sports, right. not just basketball not just college yeah all the sports to play a game yeah and so and you're talking about a roster full of kids going in there and never having played there but but not just the challenge of that but just the same simple fact that this is a team in your conference it's not like you only go to duke once every couple years this is a team in your conference 
and pretty much all of these kids are playing there for the first time, which tells you that most of these kids are playing a lot of places for the first time because a lot of them are freshmen. So, so, so we are optimistic about BC basketball. I would say yes. I would say yes. Okay. Cautiously optimistic. Ca- very cautious. I think extending Jim Christian was still a ridiculous move. Yes, terrible. I mean, like, absurd move. <laughs> but um, but so, the backcourt looks really good for BC. Following up from that game, it appears that Grayson Allen had another trip. <laughs> it it, does. This one is... This one's less clear. You can make an argument that he didn't do it. Um, given his history, you have to say it's on purpose. You have yeah. to say it's it's not a fluke. Um, the ACC comes out and says they couldn't tell if it was intentional, so he won't be punished. Which, from a punishment standpoint, I can I can, I can understand, respect. but yeah. But if given his history, you have to be like that is as close. That's that's too close. Like yeah. you need to stop. And like I. To be honest, when he started kicking people, I don't really care. Like he's he's <laughs> tripping people. It's a tee him up and sit him. If he yeah. gets two tees, three tees, sit him. Like uh, whatever. He he's a bad. He's a cheap basketball player. People do way worse stuff mm-hmm. than flail their leg every once in a while. I right. mean, he's done it a lot. But when he continues to do it, the game after being suspended, <laughs> there's something wrong with the kid. I know. And and that's like I don't care. It's a you, ba- you know what it is. It's it's Draymond Green. It's Draymond Green symptom. Dream, well, it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's his fault. No, 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 no. It's not his fault. No, no I yeah, didn't mean yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. He, yeah, like, just can't he, not he just, do it. He just knees people in the groin. Like, he just does it. He kicks them, knees them in the groin. It's like a, it's like a bodily reaction when he yeah. gets in a confrontation. He kicks them in the groin. It's like Grayson Allen ran into a pick. That, that's what happened. Yeah. A BC player set a pick on him. And, and as he tried to fight through it, he flung out. his leg out and tried to trip him. It's it, So, I mean... I think I think you're right. Given that his history, it's, it's pretty tough to say that he wasn't trying to trip him. And I think people made a bigger deal out of it because yeah. it's Duke and it's Grayson oh, Allen, and everyone wants to hate him. Yeah. And he got suspended one game, and, and quote unquote should have been after was, an. It, that's the other thing. After an indefinite suspension, it was one yeah, game. Yeah. So uh, there's a whole mess of reasons why this is a bigger deal than it actually is. But I don't know. When he does it to Boston College, I'm like, wow. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel why it's. I mean, who. I don't know. It's yeah. it's just a very weird situation, and I'm really wondering the next time he gets caught, rather than just suspected or, or the evidence is inconclusive, what's going to happen? Because they've already yeah. suspended him, so now they've set the president or the precedent. So now you have to kind of follow up. If he does it again, do you suspend him the rest of the year? Like how? What is it? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. So um, fun that, college basketball storyline. There you college, go. There you go. Before March Madness. Um, so that's that for BC basketball. Good, uh, good outlook, I guess. We'll see. We'll see if yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, better outlook than we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. So um, that wraps up the BC segment. So that brings us into the second period out of three today. I think we got three periods. So uh, second period will be sports. So we're not changing gears too much, but uh, we are talking about the more professional uh, and mainstream storyline. Mainstream here. sports, so not non BC sports. Non BC we'll that. Yeah, that, that's a good way to describe it. I think. So, Thanks. Um, so maybe the worst playoff weekend in NFL history this past I, weekend. I agree with uh, you. I think that was one of the more boring weekends of football I've seen in my lifetime, and it was a playoff weekend. That could have been any week during the regular season, yeah. and I would have been very upset with the game. <laughs> yeah. um, the, to be fair, they we we weren't expecting much. No, there were three no. bad games and, and one supposedly good game that happened to be bad. So, I mean, there's not much to say about them besides – the following the follow-up matchups but i guess we can talk a tiny bit about packers cowboys because that's the only one that really makes means anything here yeah. packers uh giants because that's the only thing that really means anything because the i mean steelers have a chance i, I guess but they're they playing the dolphins yeah, so it does, you can't really judge them on that um and the texans have no shot whatsoever so yeah 
I mean, what, what were your thoughts so, on the weekend? I mean, so, the, yeah, obviously incredibly ugly weekend of football. A, a lot of bad luck goes into that, too. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks were hurt. I know it's easy to look at the it's easy to look at the quarterbacks that were playing and be like, wow, the NFL is so pathetic. But a lot of it was bad luck. I mean, it's like it's not like Connor Cook starting is because the Raiders are a joke. You know, Derek Carr had a really bad timing injury. Brock Osweiler you know? starting because Brock the Texans o- are a joke. Yeah, that is 100% true. Uh, Brock Osweiler starting after he was benched and then his, his replacement got injured and now the $70 million man is back in there. Uh, playing at quarterback. What so, if he beats the Pats and goes to the Super Bowl? Th- that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens at that point. Um, the Texans fans apparently now like him again. I guess they have to. There's no choice. Um, they cheered when he got benched. They cheered when he got benched, and they booed when he was in there. And now they have they've to, won a playoff game. They, I mean, it's a bad playoff game. Yeah. But yeah I'm, so. I'm kind of. I mean, I don't want to say it on this on the air, but like I would root for the Texans to win <laughs> purely to like spite Texan fans for booing and yeah. to bench. To booing him so bad that he had to be benched. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's a good point, but um, so I mean that was ugly. Obviously, the Dolphins were a joke. I don't know how joke. the Dolphins made the playoffs. Now again, they have a QB injury too, but but Matt Moore actually QB, looked pretty yeah. good. So I won't go as far as Phil Sims went as to say that he was yeah. two fumbles away from a perfect game, um, but he he didn't play terribly. At one point, he was I remember that was like twenty for twenty four when yeah. he said that two hundred ninety something yards. Yeah. No TDs, one pick. one pick, yes. and the pick wasn't his fault. Apparently, yeah, right. So I mean, okay, he he play, he didn't play terribly, but yeah. he certainly didn't play perfect. No, um, and he got crunched. Oh, yeah. He got smashed. Yeah. When when I saw him get hit live, I said, "Oh my god, that person's dead." Yeah. I just watched a death on the football field, <laughs> and I was nervous. Yeah. And he came in one play later. Yeah. He, he literally got off the field, came in one play later. I mean, yeah. it all depends on how and where you get hit, but. Exactly. You could hear it on the television. I was like, questionable, oh, uh, questionable concussion protocol there. Um, <laughs> I love. I would love to take the <laughs> concussion protocol to see if I could pass it. Um, so that one was a joke. But let's go to the the one that actually was supposed to be kind of good, which was the Packers and the Giants. The Packers end up blowing out the Giants. There's I think two this, top. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, okay, I'll let, I'll just say I think that this is more of a Giants kind of blowing it rather than. Pat, than the pack winning it. Um, I'll, I, I didn't know what you were going to follow up, so follow up with no, your no. thing. So I was going to say there's two topics I want to I want to touch touch on in this because um, we do have one request to talk about o- Odell Beckham. Okay. So Odell Odell Beckham is oh, one of them. Yeah, he's one sure. of them. Uh, so the boat and everything. Yeah. He's, so uh, so I'll I'll take the yeah. hard stance. The boat's the problem. <laughs> the boat's the problem. Being shirtless outdoors in your warm up is the problem. Being uh, just kind of like an overall bigger than the game attitude is the problem. <laughs> I know that's not really the problem, <laughs> but it's easy to pick that being. I mean, he had a terrible game. Yeah, he had one of the worst game. He dropped two, one or two touchdown passes, one easy touchdown mm-hmm. pass, and a bunch of standard completions that he normally that he normally catches. Returned kicks a few times, didn't do anything with it. Just an overall very bad game. And good players have bad games. That's obvious. That's obvious. It always yeah. happens, but. The week, less than a week after, yeah. the boat, the boat, the <laughs> so, boat, no shirt, kind of, and no, and they didn't make a big deal out yeah, of it. They're no, off day. No. I didn't care about it. Yeah, but now we get to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do want to put in a little tidbit here. So this th- this stat was tweeted by uh, a verified Twitter account, NFL Research. I just checked the Twitter account, the the official Twitter account of the NFL Media Research Group. Okay, sure. Uh, that's what tweeted this. My favorite. My Giant favorite. Giants not on the boat. 114 receiving yards and a touchdown on eight targets. Giants on the boat. 112 receiving yards on 19 targets. Wow. 
So the Giants on the boat had eight targets versus the 19. Uh, sorry, the Giants off the boat had eight targets versus the 19 targets for those that were on the boat. And out of those eight targets, they got more receiving yards and a touchdown. Wow. So, so it's the boat. It's conclusive. It's conclusive. conclusive Going on a boat in Miami is a bummer before is, a playoff game. Yes, so, it is. On a, so that's that. Honestly, I could care less. I don't think that made a difference. <laughs> I do, however, think that Odell Beckham not taking certain things. I mean, he, he's got like his own ego problem that he's got to deal with, mm-hmm. whether it's anger or whatever it is. But I think there's a bit of not taking it as seriously as he probably could. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. if you look at Tom Brady or, or any of the greats, they basically like put their head down and don't say anything until playoff time. Yeah. Um, Odell is a little more flashy. I mean, he makes unbelievable plays, but I mean, people are going to pick this apart forever. Yeah, they I mean, will. It's just, it's just his personality. He had a bad game. I don't think there's anything to it, but yeah. I think if he takes the game as serious, like as most as serious as possible, you can only be better. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's it, my take. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I think that you know, it's obviously kind of silly to say that literally that the boat like had an impact, but it's, it's the mindset of the player. I think it's like you said, most of the greats that you think of, and I, I won't even just like leave it to the couple that you mentioned, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, like all these guys and historically going back even further, guys like even Brett Favre and like some of the other best players that have played, no matter what their personalities were off the field. Like, I just feel like you'd never see them like flying to Miami on, on a day. Like you don't even have a bye week or anything. This is like on a single day. Like, Before you, the playoffs. You, you have to fit in a trip to Miami to go on a yacht, like with Justin Bieber and, and a bunch of other musicians. Like literally in the one day you have off before you're going to get right back to work for a playoff game. Yeah. It's like it's just the mindset of the player of like you can't wait three weeks like or one week if you, if you lose. Yeah. But three or four weeks until your season's over to do that, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's the part of it that would concern me a little bit. So apparently it was Trey Songs' boat. Yep. Um, and during the game, Trey Songs tweeted <laughs> – Literally just tweeted the words, DBs weren't on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't actually know when the timing of that tweet was. I didn't check the time. So I I was curious if if that was a tweet to say, because really this game was a tale of two two games in itself, because the first quarter and a half, the Giants defense was shutting down Green Bay. And so I was curious if Trey Songz tweeted that while the Giants defense was shutting them down and the offense was doing nothing. As a joke? As a as like a, the DBs weren't on the boat. They're the ones playing well. Yeah. Or if it was later in the game after Odell Beckham had been criticized to well, then say DBs are getting burned, they weren't on the boat. I think you know? it was the DBs are getting burned now because... So the boat had nothing to do with because it. Because yeah. Odell Beckham had some yeah. some bad plays. I don't think he'd call that those receivers out exactly. that, that That's early I, in the exactly. game. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, fun storyline. Unfortunately, Giants are out. We have a lot of giant uh, fan, friends who are Giants fans, but I think the Packers are a decent matchup uh, for the Cowboys. Jordy Nelson is out. Bro- two broken yeah, ribs at broken least. broken ribs and a uh, collapsed lung, Yeah, said. so he is, I mean, that's that's tough because he's, I think he's Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. He definitely he, he's is. He's probably the most reliable receiver on mm-hmm. on the Packers. But Yeah, Randall Cobb had a good game. He but did, he Nelson did. Nelson is and, definitely his and, go-to. And, um to his credit, Aaron Rodgers is, is similar to Drew Brees. He can he can throw to anybody who's on the field. It doesn't have to be a stud receiver. He's going to make the receiver good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's a decent matchup. I mean, the Cowboys, someone's got to stop them, and I think the Packers yeah. have a chance. Yeah. The only thing is the the only thing you can point to is that last year with Nelson with the Nelson injury, the Packers really struggled. So um, this year they were able to bounce back, and Nelson I think missed a little bit of time this year too. Um, but you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely likes Nelson, obviously above all his other targets, but he does have other weapons on that offense all to right. work with. Well then so. let's pick right now our favorite matchup of 
the next lineup. So the the options are Texans Pats, ver- Texans versus Pats, Steelers versus Chiefs, Falcons versus Seahawks, and Packers versus Cowboys. Hmm. I think that mine has to be the Packers and Cowboys. I think. I um, think it's got it. Well, for me, it's definitely one of the NFC matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Again, I won't write off the Steelers-Chiefs because I do think it's a good matchup. I think that the Steelers have a high-powered offense and the Chiefs have a really good defense. Yeah, so I, think I think that'll be that'll be a battle. Yeah. Like, that'll be a hard-fought battle, yeah. close game. I think you're right. The other two will be shootouts. The other two could be anything. Yeah. You know, to be, like, so the like the, the, the Falcons-Seahawks are kind of similar in that the Seahawks are a defensive-minded team and, and the Falcons are an offensive-minded team. And they're both birds. And they're, and they're both birds. Um, and they're both kind of staples in the playoff with very different histories of it. The Falcons can never get over the hump, whereas the Seahawks usually do. Um, kind of similar, actually, in pa- uh, Packers-Cowboys, too. So I think uh, I'll take the Packers-Cowboys as the most intriguing because the Packers are red hot versus the Cowboys who for the first time in a long time, had a dominant season. So, uh, yeah, that's I'm going to take that matchup. So let's let's pick them quick. All four? All four. Okay. I'll let you go through first, and then I'll make mine All right. right after. I'm going to pick the Pats, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to pick the Pats, the Steelers. I want to say, I want to say the Falcons, but the Seahawks win. And the Packers. Packers, okay. Yeah, so our differences are... Cowboys. Cowboys, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep. So you, you've got the Cowboys, I've got Packers. Yeah. I've got Steelers, you've got Chiefs. Yep. And I believe... Yeah, okay. I was looking at the way we have them written here. I think the, the Seahawks are actually going to Atlanta, to Atlanta but otherwise, yeah. otherwise the teams we have on the right here are the home teams. So yep. I picked three home teams, and you picked uh, three home teams, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Good go. matchups. Good matchups. Good so ma- better matchups than, than this week. Definitely. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Actually, some actual legitimate good matchups this week, mm-hmm. so... Uh, that's that. Moving to anything else you want to touch on in the NFL? I think I'm good on the NFL. All right, cool. Um, we'll move it on next to college football, just to the only game left, which is Clemson-Alabama tonight. Not much to talk about because the, game, the game's, the game's going to already have happened. Yes. Yeah, so when so you guys hear this. You're listening to this, and the game is over. Yeah, unless you're on Instagram. Live. Unless you're on Instagram. Yeah, so. Anyway, um, but for, for most listeners, the game is over. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I have no, <laughs> yeah. we, we really. What are we going to say about it? No, so so there's nothing to say much. Uh, we obviously can't talk about the game. I hope Clemson wins. Uh, I hope Clemson, Clemson wins. I think ACC. Clemson wins. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. It's going to be quick because now I'm now you're going to be listening to this and it's already happened. So I'm either right or wrong. <laughs> All right, do it. Clemson wins because they're the the more high powered team. They have the more high powered offense. They have a good enough defense, and they're not going to be awestruck like most teams are when they play in Alabama or when they play Alabama in a national championship. Alabama wins because they expect to be there and they go in and it's business. Clemson was there last year. Most of the players who are returning have uh, it's it's not oh my god, we're playing Alabama in the national championship game. Get the jitters out in the first half, down by 7, can't can't catch up because mm-hmm. they have such a good defense. I think Clemson's going in with the same mindset as Alabama and on paper they're too high powered. I think Clemson is the way they demolished Ohio State? It's it's easier oh, yeah. to say now, but I, I mean I'm also rooting for the for the Tigers. So I don't know. I'm picking Clemson over Alabama because they're they're not they're they're not going to have those first quarter first half jitters that yeah. most teams would playing Alabama, and Alabama never has them. Yeah, and so uh, one of the big things I also try to look at in situations like this is the. Uh, experience factor and you almost never can match up with Bama when it comes to the experience factor of that big game and this Clemson team can this Clemson team doesn't have a bunch of young guys Deshaun Watson has been through this thing 
plenty of times now. So so they're and very, Alabama's the one with the new quarterback. Exactly, exactly. And so they're very experienced. Uh, I think they can hang with them. Um, so I don't have much to add, like I said, because the game's happening tonight. We don't want to analyze it too much. But I do want to, before we move on from college football, talk about the ACC for a little bit. Let's so, go. So uh, there's there's a pretty interesting 538, well, interesting if you're an ACC homer, um, 538 uh, piece about the ACC's dominance during this bowl season. Um, so the ACC in 11 bowl games this year went 8-3 and three, uh, going into this championship game. So 8-3 and three is already the second most wins by a conference in a bowl season ever. So... Uh, unfortunately, it was the SEC who has the nine-win uh, season. But, but regardless, um, there's one thing I found pretty interesting. So 538 has these ELO ratings. So I, I don't want to try to go into what that means. But don't, 538, don't do it. 538 has got a lot of numbers, and they're usually pretty good at like these advanced metrics and, and analysis. Um, so the ELO ratings estimate the relative quality of every team and then give you an expected average of, of how you would go against these teams. Um, so with the ACC's slate of bowl games this year, the, the, what they consider the average team would have gone three and eight against the ACC's bowl opponents this year. Whoa. And the ACC went eight and three. Um, that three and eight, they said, would lose by an average of 2.7 points per game. And the ACC is beating their teams instead by 7.6 point per, points per game. So it's a 10.3 point swing so basically from what we, the average would we, be expected to be. The ACC outperformed the expected performance by 10, 10 points point three per game. Per game, yeah. Hmm. Which is pretty, uh, which is insane. And I believe they say that's the biggest, like, of all time, uh, so, as far as like, yeah. I, I hate that we are ACC homers, <laughs> and the SEC created this conference did, homerism, and I hate it, hate yeah, it, me hate too. it. Me too. But now I get to root against the SEC <laughs> in the national championship, yeah. and the ACC is going to win, and yeah. the ACC is going to have the best bowl season, and now they're going to have to eat their best <laughs> or the best conference yeah. homerism. Even we didn't want it, but you forced you it on us, it. so you now we're the it. best. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> So that's that's it. That's all we have to say about that. Anything else? That's it. All right. So any NBA storylines? That's always the question we have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's one good one. You've got one here, but I've got a good one. Okay. Joel Embiid and his push to be an all-star. If you haven't heard anything <laughs> about it, just Google him. He is one of the one of the better personalities in the NBA. He's very funny. He's a very good player. He's going to be an all-star because of his social media presence. So it's going to be hilarious watching him develop as a player but already his nba vote joel Embiid campaign oh, yeah. is <laughs> one of the one of the better honestly one of the better basketball storylines i've seen in a long time just him like trying to get him to the game have no shame like just get me there like, yeah. i don't care like i'm not i'm not that great but it's, yeah it's awesome it, it really is it's uh the, the Embiid. so i i have mixed feelings on it because because so the the whole nba fan vote Give, stupid. gives you two sides right i think it's so stupid so this brings me to the other point zaza pachulia is the number two vote getter right now in the Western Conference front court? You have players like Demarcus Cousins and uh, Marcus Saul, and every forward besides Kevin Durant right now in the West has less votes than Zaza Pachulia, which is insane. Insane. Um, it doesn't count for much though. It's, it's so a third it counts for of the 50, vote. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Fifty percent of the vote is is fan. Wow. Twenty five is players and twenty five is media. That's what I was told. We got to get Joel I might have to in verify there. that. So, so these fan votes do matter. Now, I don't know how much they scale it down. Like, I don't know if they maybe just say, like, you know, if someone gets an inordinate amount of votes, I don't know if that means that their 50% is way higher or if it just is, like, a ranking of, like, all right, he finished second, so, like, that's a, a set value or something. I don't wow. know how that all works. Regardless, um, 
you get these two sides to it, and the good side of it is these players campaigning for themselves. Oh, it's great, and it's which some of them have the idea, like any of the ones who are bold enough to go do it and like tweet about tweet it, and in Joel Embiid's case, make up tweets by the president yeah. that he, to get him. And into he the, literally just does like a fake retweet <laughs> yeah. of, of Donald Trump saying NBA vote Joel Embiid, and he just puts. <laughs> All caps. Wow. Tons of W's. <laughs> yeah. Like like acting like he's like, stunned wow, that the president voted for him. I can't believe it. Yeah. So um, it, it's very, very intriguing. Joel Embiid is a very funny character. Yeah. Um, if you haven't followed him before. Uh, earlier this year, he actually, after one of the Sixers game, there was an Instagram post showing him. Uh, Embiid went out to a bar in Philadelphia after the game wearing his jersey. Yes. <laughs> wearing his Embiid jersey to the bar. Um, he's just one of those characters yeah. that, and I think we mentioned this. He's cool. He, once he's reached his level of cool, like everything he does is funny. Yeah. Like, but so, he had to get there. And he's you know? so he's on the Sixers, who are historically bad. They've yeah. been tanking for five, ten years yeah. now on purpose. And their quote is "trust the process." Yeah. And he's all in. Yeah. He oh, says yeah. trust he, the process. He, he tweets he says, it all the time. He tweets trust the process all the time. He says it all the time. He wears T-shirts to say trust the process. His Twitter bio just says processing yeah. dot 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 dot. <laughs> and that so now I saw great. when he was playing um, in Boston, the fans when he was taking free throws started yelling the trust F- the Philly process. Fans. Yeah, Philly fans in Boston. Is it? Yelling, yeah, I that's, love what, it. that's what one of the reporters said. Yeah. And he loves it. He and like starts. He in. starts like getting them pumped yeah. up. Yeah. So I hope he ends up being being good or at least. The Sixers end up being competitive, so he can get yeah. more national recognition. I but completely agree. He's starting yeah. to to become one of my uh, more favorite NBA players. I, I totally agree. He, I think he's he's really fun to watch. I think, um, and he's a great player. He's, he's, he's a, a very he's, he's very fun to watch on the court too. Good player. Uh, he's 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 absolutely a part of this wave of NBA big men that have just been. I mean, this, we can talk about that a different day, but it's actually remarkable the wave of big men in the NBA. It's it's insane because yeah. like there was a period of like seven or eight years before these last few. That there were very few really good big men in the league left, and you just had to watch and, Dwight Howard pretend yeah, to be the big yes, best big man, a hundred percent. And and now there's just like there are so many great front court players in the NBA. So we'll get to that a different day. But uh, the NBA storylines, uh, there you go. It's mostly around the All Star voting, which I think a week from now the All Stars will be announced, or at least the starters. So uh, we'll be able to see if Embiid got in there. Actually, he won't be a starter, but we'll see if he can get in as a as a player on the team at least uh, to go to All Star weekend. I'm excited. So, I hope he makes it. Me too. He, me he's too. gonna make. Like great media day stuff. Yeah. Like he's gonna be a great meet. Like Russell Westbrook is gonna be the worst to have interviews <laughs> West, with. Yeah. Westbrook Just is terrible, yeah. and most players are because yeah. they don't want to be there or they're yeah. too good for that. He's gonna be pumped to be there yeah. and have a great time. He will. Uh, yeah. That's very true. He's 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 the media's uh, dream come true when it comes to that type of stuff. So, um, anything else on sports? You know, I'm all sports out. Good, right. Go, go, uh, Clemson. Go, Clemson tonight. Go, Clemson. Um, we do have a. I, I want to point out a comment from the Instagram. So Brett, uh, Brett Lacano, uh, my friend from high school, mm-hmm. says, "What's up, uh, Brett?" Says, "Never knew what this looked like in real life. Picture you got pictured you guys sitting literally beside each other on the couch facing a table, Mike. <laughs> so uh, I'll I'll pick up the phone here and give a little bit of a a tour, uh, an aerial view of what our setup looks like. So we have, you know, I got my computer here. We got. The, the sound mixer here. This is going to be terrible see. for the radio. This will be terrible for radio, but it's just a really quick little thing. You got Steve there, and Steve's got his microphone. Uh, the, I have the headset mic, which is new. I just got this for Christmas, so uh, it's pretty it. interesting. It's it's cool, Mr. Yeah, Robinson. He loves it. Yeah, I, it's 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 great. It's hands free, hands free podcasting. Which when's Steve, Brett going to get be on? When's too. Brett going to be let's, on? We, for, uh, we should. Yeah, let, let's let's get Brett on. No, so, so Brett's gonna. We're, we're we're calling out to Brett. He can respond yes on here if he wants to be on Know Your Tens oh, wow. next week. So it's, it'll just partici- be that easy if he's still there. Live participation. There. I doubt but, he's still um, there. Can you tell? It could who's be. On? Could, I, I can't tell from here. I'm but, gonna say uh, no one's on right now. There's probably no one on, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, who knows? But either way, 
Well, uh, we'll <laughs> we don't want to do too much of this because you've got his number. You've got his number. I can reach out. Send him a text. Um, so that brings us to the fourth quarter, or sorry, the third period, which is pop culture. Um, so I will let you start this one. We had the Golden Globes I'll last start it. night, yeah, which so we, we didn't know we were getting into, but it was it was cool to watch. I don't All know right. whether to bring up the question or not. Uh, it's We don't have to, or we can. I'm going to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> so we don't ever watch the Golden Globes. Um, I have no re- real reason to, um, as, as being not in, super in on, like, on celebrity culture, celebrity gossip. Right. Golden Globes is just another another award show that's not as good as another award show. <laughs> so my question was to my roommates, and it's become a huge point of debate. Yeah, I had like, no idea. Yeah. But would you rather win 10 Golden Globes or one Oscar? So, And I know which side we both stand on, although I see the argument for the others, and I don't want to go over all the arguments, yeah. but I feel like we should have someone... Maybe Murph or or Rob on the podcast yes. to argue the opposite because there were some pretty staunch defenses. There were there were people there were. who would not back down yeah. from the one Oscar. Yeah. So you and I are both uh, both ten Golden Globes, and I'll let you quickly tell the people yeah. why. So so I think the the caveat here is that it is an all or nothing choice. You yeah. know, this isn't like a all right, you got your famous rich person. Would you now you've already established your career? Would you rather get an Oscar or get a bunch more Golden Globes? Obviously, take the Oscar. Yeah. The the question is, if like if you're choosing one or the other, you can you can be a ten time Golden Globe winner or a one time Oscar winner, and that's it. That's Which it. are you choosing? Yeah. And so I'm choosing the Golden Globes because that means that you had ten highly you know highly successful films or or actually yeah films we we, we kept it to Golden Globes movies because yeah. to be comparable to Oscars. Um, I'm taking the Golden Globes. It's because if you have one Oscar, you're the yes, you won an Oscar. Ten Great. is a lot. Is Ten is thing. a lot of like. So we looked it up. Leo, I think, won like five or something. Like, yeah. like he didn't even win close. To I don't 10. know if anyone's ever won ten. We should have maybe looked not. That. Yeah, but if the numbers, the question is, if the numbers smaller or realistic? Like, would you rather do beat five? Like, would you yeah. rather do the Leo five Golden Globes, no yeah. Oscar? Right. Or one, or be like kind of a one Oscar, one hit wonder. Right. Because because that's the key is if you're talking about the one Oscar, you're talking about it in a one hit wonder sense. Yeah. So I mean, ultimately, that was my argument. Basically, was, was but some people Leo. are like Oscar or bust. Who cares yeah, right. about Golden Globes? Exactly. Who some, cares? Exactly. Some people. You feel have that an way. Oscar. Yeah. Uh, and I can see that you yeah, have an Oscar on your mantle. It's a fair argument. It's a fair argument. And so, um, you know, my argument was the Leo argument. Basically, it's like if you go if you backtrack a year before he won that Oscar. You're basically saying, do you, would you rather be Leo with like all the Golden Globes, but you don't have an Oscar, or a one-time Oscar winner who didn't have any anything else? You and know? you're like, and Leo's like a good-looking dude who makes a ton I'll of money. Leo. I'll be Leo, you know. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that, so, so that's that. The, the the real question is when they start giving away podcast right. awards during right. either the Golden Globes or the Oscars, if maybe for for Instagram Live. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Which I don't think anyone's. Would on, we by the prefer? Way. Would you heard it here second prefer ten Golden Globes or one Oscar if they give if they gave them out at at any award at both award ceremonies? Um, Our show. Good question. I would prefer an Oscar. I think right now I would prefer an Oscar, but it, it's tough to conceptualize because like to win ten Golden Globes, you need to be doing it for ten years and you'd be recognizable. You know, it feels like we've been doing it for ten years. So so here's here's actually here's the question. Here's the, here's the better question. So like forget about the whole like. How's your life and like how popular are you? Sure. We're starting our like we're we're putting our brand on like our profile right now. We're just starting now. Forget about anything in the past. Would you rather be able to write ten time Golden Globe winner or Oscar winner? Um, 
That's probably, good. It's probably more fair to phrase it that way. Probably Oscar winner. Oscar winning. Oscar winning podcast because that also probably too yeah also because Oscar winning podcast doesn't limit you to one Oscar that's well that's true in, that's in true. other people's eyes that's true that's okay true. We, we're done with this conversation <laughs> anyway Golden Globes was last night a lot of interesting topics um, La La Land won a ton of Golden Globes uh, there was some some uh, the the prompters cut out on Jimmy Fallon at one point the intro the cold intro was great if, oh, if you yeah. haven't seen it Google it because yeah. it was very well done agreed but the um. The coup de grace of the show, the, the best part, at least in our opinion and, and in most people's opinion, was the Meryl Streep speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she came, she came up, won the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, I had no idea she was in so many movies. She was in a ton of movies. Yeah, I know. That was a long montage. Uh, and she gave a speech about not necessarily Donald Trump, but obviously targeted at Donald yeah. Trump. And there yeah. was one specific section that was definitely targeted at Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, but more just saying... One, we need to respect people. Violence breeds violence. Uh, bullying breeds bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, when people in power do things, it it, it kind of normalizes it, and we need to be more aware of that. And also, freedom of the press. The press needs to be watchdogs, and, and there needs to be more mm-hmm. free speech, whatever. So that was the... It was obviously targeted at um, the president-elect. It was it was very tasteful. It, it was weirdly... Uh, I mean, I don't usually like when people do that. I get kind of like it's anxious. It's kind of an awkward feeling. It's an awkward yeah. feeling, and I didn't feel that. I was yeah. like, "Wow, good for her." It was a stunning it, feeling at first. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, I thought she was talking about an, a performance. I thought she was talking about a movie. Like she was like, there was one performance that struck me. I thought she was going to talk about so and so in in the in La La Land. No, or, she was know? talking about yeah Donald Trump making yeah. making fun of the the so that no no I, yeah so that yeah. was stunning. But then afterwards, you're right. It wasn't like an awkward kind of like, when is this going to end feeling? And yeah. right after that, I'll let you say, because <laughs> you tweeted about this, but yeah. we made a guess at what Donald Trump's oh response would be. We guessed it. Oh, my God. And, and so I I know exactly who it was. Rob guessed that he would say, we, we all pieced together. We like, all like, all right, we're we're like, like, what do you each, think is going to, yeah. So Rob said, he's going to say that she's a bad actress. And overrated. Overrated. Yeah. I said, um... You you said it's going to be multiple tweets. You said it's no, no. You, I think you said multiple tweets. Either way, one of yeah, us yeah. said it's going to be multiple tweets. Yeah. And then um, another person said it's going to be the media. It's going to be know, media. Talk about it's the li- dishonest liberal media. media, dishonest yeah. media. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Literally, what within, happened within eight hours, the exact tweet that we yeah crafted. basically like if we if we had actually gone a step further and written it, we should have written it. It would have been remarkably close. We should have written. I know. It. I know. And we need to start writing it. I know. <laughs> I know it's true. It was almost spot on, and we laughed out loud when yeah. we saw it. But then cringed, but laughed and then cringed. Yeah, yeah. well, still cringing. But yeah. it, it's it's a joke. I mean, I think people are starting to realize that it's a joke. But yeah, it, like we were like, oh, okay, so everyone who makes fun of you is overrated. Yeah, like every single like every, it, it's just bad. Yeah. So don't really want to talk much more about it, but it was it get its due. You know, it was, but it, it was a big event. In lighter news, Taco Bell news. Uh, Taco Bell expands the dollar menu in 2017. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of fast food places, I read an article, because uh, I have to be the Taco Bell uh, extraordinary here. Um, I read an article saying that most, so all your like McPick 2s and your 4 for 4 deals seem like great deals, but it's really just deals because they eliminate the dollar menu from most from most menus or, or very right. significantly shrunk them. So all these like eye-popping dollar deals are just the standard dollar menu things but they're getting you to buy them in in four or five like four at a time five at a time two at a time if it's mcpick two so Mm -hmm. taco bell said we're gonna double down on the dollar menu in 2017 they're gonna add more stuff to it it's gonna be a lot of experimental stuff they're like this is our 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 segue to to experiment with new foods this is how we offer the best deals so 
Taco Bell is really kind of changing the game again. Um, and and sales are up. Sales yeah. are huge. So they're healthy. They're, they're huge. S- apparently, quietly healthy. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see these? Uh, I, someone sent. I totally forgot to put it in the in the plan here. But someone sent me um, nacho cheese fries. Did you see these? I did not see. They got those. like nacho fries. Let, let's. I won't talk about it more. Let's okay. do it next week. But you got to look that up. I'll, I'll get you the link. They, Give they, me the link. They got something new. That that uh, fries, ja- French ja- fries. Uh, Jamie from from Aspen, my old job, had French fries. Is a regular listener, and no, he didn't have them. He sent me a link that was Jesus. like, it's like, how did Steve not see these? So wow. he literally, that's like almost exactly what he said. So send it to me. I need. I got to send it to you. I totally forgot to send it to you. So we'll coming up next week on Taco Bell news. Coming up next week. Uh, we got that. So, um, <laughs> so see you then. So we'll see then. Um, episode fifty. <laughs> episode. I know. Uh, anything else for pop culture? That's it for pop culture for All me, right. Derek. Cool. Bachelor's on tonight. Oh God. Are you gonna be flipping back and forth between the game and the Bachelor? Yeah, I'll flip to the game every once in a while. All right, so. perfect. Um, so last topic is the final drive. You want to go first or second? I'm gonna go first. First. Okay. So. Uh, the national championship game, which, if you're listening, has already happened uh, last night, uh, or or whatever day you're listening, it was Monday night. Tampa uh, was the host this year. Uh, from all reports, I, I mean, I'm, I live there, so I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter who happen to be there. Um, all reports saying it's going very well. It's a little cold. They can't control the weather, but the venue is great. The the experience is awesome, and this is something that Tampa's repeatedly done very well. So they've been asked multiple times to host the Hockey National Championship because they host it so well. They're doing men's and women's basketball, and now they're going to be already in the running for the first repeat NCAA championship host after 2020 because uh, the the uh, commissioner of NCAA is saying everything's going so well. So, And I think it, Tampa itself is, a, is one of those mid-market cities that people are kind of rushing to. I mean, not really, but yeah. like Austin or Charlotte or things like that. Tampa's up there, so... My final drive today is Tampa Bay. Tampa. <laughs> yes. No, no. Tampa. Oh, oh Bay. Bay. There bay. you go. <laughs> sorry, I, I was looking here because we got Eric Hamlet yes. sending, a mil- <laughs> sending a million likes. Yes. He's just liking it nonstop. Ham- Tampa Bay. Tampa. Tam- <laughs> yeah, I'm so sure he's yelling so Bay. He's, he, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, my final drive is, is Tampa's been hosting uh, a lot of collegiate but um they haven't had a lot of professional opportunities recently so um one of the one of the better cities to host an event in if you haven't been to tampa let me know i'll I'll give you all the best places to go (laughs) um shout out to eric hamlet for for conveniently joining right when i was talking about (laughs) tampa right at the final drive yeah anyway um (laughs) tampa becomes the first community ever to host ncaa football championship men's and women's basketball and hockey championships um so it's becoming a, a hot spot and it's it's close to a lot of southern sec schools so they think they may get um, the NCAA championship again. Yeah. He says six cents is how he joined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Someone's cool. Someone's talking about Tampa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Tampa is uh, crushing it right now. That's it. Tampa. On, uh, on my final drive, the uh, basically a little quick shout out. On the lookout for some good long exposure photography places in Boston. So uh, I bought a new camera over uh, Christmas break and, you know, Canon, like uh, DSLR camera. Uh, took a pretty cool long exposure picture for the first time last week. Pretty cool. Um, with the headlight, you know, the headlight effect, it's like basically long exposure. You leave the shutter open for a long time and it uh, gathers more light and, and, you know, objects in motion create these cool light paths if they're, if it's a, if it's a dark setting and you've seen, they're lit if up. you're listening, you've seen photos like you that. You definitely have. You just maybe don't know by the description, but once yeah. you see it, you know it. Um, so I took one the other day, you know, really cool effect of the headlights. So now 
I'm curious, like where are some of the best spots? So if anyone happens to be into that kind of thing and they know good spots in Boston, nighttime kind of long exposure that would create a cool effect, let me know because I'm curious to know and, and give it a try. You know what would be cool? What? The Greenway, um, maybe the water fountains, or they have yes. those lights now. The water fountains would be. I don't know if they do the water fountains in the winter. They, they don't, still shoot it. Yeah. So in the in the in the in the warm weather months with the water fountain, water is a very cool effect with long exposure. Cool. It gives like a mist, a mist type of effect. So good job. I did it. So Steve Steve did it. But anybody else who's got uh, recommendations, definitely let me know. What's Hamlet saying? Um, what's Hamlet saying? Let's see. Uh, he asked if we ever tried light graffiti, kind of old school, uh, oh, kind of cool stuff. Actually, I've seen some like graffiti. I was actually telling you about Zach Rokos, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's done stuff like that. So kind of with like a laser pointer or some you basically like draw, any light draw your source. name or something. Yeah, you, yeah, you draw your name. So maybe we'll have to try that one. That could be a pretty cool thing to try out. Cool. Um, and of course, I know Eric Hamlet's been to Iceland, which is another yes. great place for that type of photography. So if only you had the camera then. To, I know I didn't have the camera then. We'll but go I'll back. To, we'll we'll go need, back. Yeah, we'll, we'll go there sometime. So. Um, so I think that's it. That's, that's it for it. my final drive. A little, a little expansive final drive for us there, but we had a short episode, so it's fine. That's so, so funny that Hamlet came in it's, right it's, at the He's end. literally got a sixth sense. It's like he, he senses Tampa. He's fighting <laughs> sense. He's like, he's like, hey, he's talking about Tampa. I don't know if he's ever listened so. to, the ep- to the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that's that. That cool. does it for episode 49. This is the last time we're doing this until we've hit 50. Yeah, the next, next episode's 50. 50. We've been saying it for a long time. 50's so, going to be a blowout, so meet, meet blowout. us there. So we'll see you there. So thank you guys to uh, for everyone listening and joining on Instagram Live. Until next week, we will see you then. Episode 49, we'll see you there for episode 50 next week. Later days.